0: Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday Manna. It's the Tuesday before Christmas, and I don't know about you, but as a teacher to finally get here, where we get some break, some time to process, some time to really focus on family and celebrate, this is an exciting time. Um, Like most men, I am definitely behind on my gifts, right? I have definitely, I definitely need to go shop. My wife covers most people, I just got to cover her. But that's important because... As you guys know, the most important part about Christmas, the most important thing, the most important focus that we can have is to understand that Christ was the perfect gift for us. Okay, so this time can be such a joyful, amazing experience for a lot. And then others who are going through hard times can be a painful experience. But the good news is that if you've accepted the gift of God, then Christ is with you. Then he is there for you that whole time. He is there with you. I love that. So what I wanted to do today is I wanted to look back at probably one of the coolest portions of scripture, because it's Jesus. And I've talked about it before. I'm sure I've read it before. I might be beating a dead horse, but just with the season and where, where our focus should be in Jesus, and in the gospel, and in salvation. I feel like sometimes we get away from that and we try to fluff up everything. It's like, I think if we went down to bare basics and we focus on the fact that Jesus came to this earth, born of a virgin, right, on Christmas, right, his birthday, he came, he lived a perfect life, and then he died a gruesome death as a sacrifice for our sin. If we can just get down to that gospel, I think everything will be so much easier. And I think understanding the Bible, understanding what God wants us to do, understanding why God loves us so much will be so much easier. So today I want to read the gospel straight from Christ's mouth, right? Jesus came to this earth Christmas 2,000 some years ago. And this is why he did it. And I want to read that. So we'll be in John 3 today, and we're going to read verses 1... Through 21. But before we do that, let's invite Jesus to join us here. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. And God, I thank you so much for your plan of salvation. God, it doesn't look like our traditional salvation where a superhero comes in and rescues us or this all powerful guy destroys everything, right? But it's Jesus coming to a lowly birth in a manger. God, living. A perfect sinless life, God, being the perfect sacrifice for my sin, for the sin of the world, God, and then dying a gruesome death on the cross. God, I thank you. I can't imagine what it was like to give your only son for us, God, but I thank you for that love. I pray that you would join us here, God, that we would just feel your presence, God, and understand your peace and your joy in this Christmas time. Thank you for that. We pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so, John three, verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with them. Jesus answered him and said, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus Nicodemus answered him and said, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and we testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. "...that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life." The most famous verse right here, right? 3.16, "...for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned." that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. So I just love this passage. And it's interesting bringing this up during Christmas time, right? But I think if we boil down all of our Christmas traditions to to just take it back to Jesus coming to earth, this was the purpose of that, right? And here's the thing. A lot of people, you know... There's one way to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he lived that. Because he lived the life that he did, because he lived without sin, which no one else has ever been able to do, because he died as our sacrifice on the cross, the gruesome death that he did, it is radical, it is insane to think that there is any other way to get to heaven God loves us so much that he sent his son for you, for your sin, right? There's no other way. And that shouldn't be bigoted. That shouldn't be crazy, right? That's what God did. This is the way that God made for salvation out of Jesus' own words. If you do not believe in the son, you are condemned already, right? So... The cool thing about this, if you're going through a hard time this Christmas season, if there is something that is bugging you, if there is something that you need that is not filling your spirit, your soul, Jesus is the answer. God sent the perfect gift for us 2,000 some Christmases ago, right? When he sent his son, born of a virgin, miraculous birth, to live for us. For God so loved the world, not just one of us, not just one species, not just one race, right? I hate that word, but you get what I mean. He sent his son for the world, for every human being that was dying in sin and going to hell. He sent Jesus. There's a way out of that hard time. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for all of that. But when we've accepted Jesus, the good news of the gospel is that he's always there with us. We can turn away from him. We can run away. But Jesus is always there. And with that, when we have Jesus, when we understand that salvation, the joy and peace that surpasses all understanding can come into our hearts because Jesus is in our hearts. It's not easy. We have to accept Jesus and then... Take his place on that cross, right? And let Jesus become the ruler of our life. So here's my challenge. If you're listening to this today and you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior, my challenge is to do that now, right? Get on your knees and pray to God. God hears all of our prayers. Admit that you're a sinner. Admit that he can save you no That you understand that he is the reason and that he can save you. And then comes the hard part. Then we have to change our life and make it as close to his as we can, right? We get in our word. We get into church, into fellowship with the saints. Then we can have the true joy and peace that comes with Christmas. If you are saved, here's my challenge. If you're saved today, I want you to not just share your gifts or not just get behind on those gifts that you're going to give for Christmas, but I also want you to reach out and share with someone you know the reason for Christmas. Share that perfect gift that God shared with us. I want you to do that today. You guys, have a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week.